The Spirit Week, and I did this because I know Mark about just before Christmas. Um, well, it was back in November, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, um, I didn't even know Mark. As I said, the first thing I said to him, I didn't even know you existed. <laughs> Mark was doing a podcast called uh, Clockwork Junkie. Was it? What's it called? Still called that, yeah. It's called Clockwork <laughs> Junkie. And, <laughs> and Anna is going to be interviewed tomorrow night about yeah. art. And Anna referred him to me, or referred me to him and said, you have to I- interview Emer. And so I didn't know Mark at all from Adam. And it was such a good podcast and it went so well um, um, he asked me to come back again and I just thought I just loved his story of why he's doing podcasts and this is the week about spirit so this is all about connecting to your spirit connecting to your true calling in life connecting to why you know what your heart's desire and your heart's needs and when Mark told me a story why he started this podcast because he overcame depression and his whole podcast is about mental health and he's into he interviews many people that have overcome depression and through their work and and I just loved his open mindedness. I thought he was I thought he was a brilliant interviewer. In fact everyone's telling me that I'm really good at interviewing and I'm saying I learned this from Mark. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Your twenty euros is in the post. <laughs> And uh, yeah, because he's so relaxed, he's so himself, he's so authentic, and he really is able to make the person feel really relaxed as you're talking. And that I thought that was a great way of doing it. And also, um, he's so courageous in his in the way he shares what's going on in his life. It makes you saying you've nothing to be afraid of to share stories about your mental health. Yep. So, Mark, fair play to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, your work. Yeah, great. Glad um, to be on. Ask, yeah, brilliant. Can I ask you why did you start doing this podcast and how? Like why? Well, it was kind of twofold to be honest. Um, with the when the COVID nineteen came in, I actually lost my job, so now I was out of work. Um, and maybe ten years prior to that, I had I kind of fancied myself as a bit of a podcaster before it was popular. Um. I thought I had a lot to say. I thought I was going to be funny, um, you know, one of these kind of comedic podcasts, uh, talking nonsense, but not really saying anything at all. <clears throat> but um, I realized then fairly quickly after that I had depression, and I'll get into that in a minute. But um, so when I lost my job in March, and I feel good with depression now, I call it that I live strong with depression. Like, I, I'm not sure if it ever goes completely. I live strong, it doesn't stop me doing anything at all and as I said, I'll get into that in a minute but I just said, would now be a good time to start talking about, to start the podcast to uh, start chatting about some of my experiences some of my thoughts, um, some of the things I've been through Um, and it took me until podcast 4 before I mentioned the word depression so for the first 3 I was just talking about isn't life hard, positivity versus negativity and in fairness, they were all running along the same narrative as mental health. But I finally, on the fourth one, said, look, I have depression. I live strong. This is what I do. This is what I don't do. This is what happened to me and stuff like that. Um, the podcast kind of took off from there. I was getting messages from different places in in Ireland. Then I start going to the UK. And the last time I checked was just before I come on here. It's, it's streaming in 25 countries, which is like, I just can't believe it, to be honest. Um, it's really, really good. But... Um, 
It was 24. I got a new one today, Israel. So I don't know who's listening to me in Israel, but thank you very much, whoever you are. But um, it's only one person. Um, that's it, yeah. So when I started the podcast, I downloaded an app on my phone and I just talked into it like this. Hello, this is Mark, episode one of the Clockwork Junkie podcast. And I just felt this need to, to you know, I suppose everyone likes being heard, you know, <laughs> likes talking. But I just felt the need to, to, to um, <clears throat> like, I know myself when you're down in the depths of despair, when you're in the absolute depths of despair, it's very hard to hear somebody talking who has been there properly and knows what it's like and kind of talks a bit of sense, maybe someone you can identify with. And I know myself when I was in my depths of despair, I would have given every single penny I had to speak to someone like that. And I, I just felt, you know, I would have been a coward if I didn't talk about it, that I would have went through this experience, got out the far side with millions of stories in the middle, and I wasn't going to tell anybody anything. Um, I was going to hide it. There was this stigma, and I just thought, no, not for me. I said, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to just chat about everything that's happened, everything I felt, how I felt it, what I'd done to get over it, what worked, what didn't work. Um, and I get messages from all over the world, like genuinely to... Obviously on Facebook, I have the Clockwork Junkie Facebook page and then I have my own Mark McCormick Facebook page, um, email address as well. And I get messages all the time. People saying, oh, like I, I've I, I've 74 podcasts out now and someone could yeah. message me tomorrow and say, oh, I've just heard podcast 12 and I love it. This is what I think about that. So <clears throat> it's a great thing to do. I'm delighted that I've done it. Um, if I'm being honest, I'm delighted that I hadn't the chance to do it when I was going to do it originally. Because I would have been talking nonsense, trying to be funny, trying to be cool. Um, yeah. Whereas now I feel, as 10 years later, I was kind of humbled by the depression and kind of worked out what was important. So I feel yeah. I might say a bit less now, but it's a lot more meaningful, if that makes any right. sense. Yeah. 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 And why Why did you call a clockwork junkie? <clears throat> I've been asked that loads of time. I... I went online to find a name that wasn't taken. So with um, uh, there was no royalties involved or there was no limited company or anything at all. And I was typing in names randomly. And one of the things that I remember just before I came into, you know, before I knew I had depression was that I seemed to be doing everything like clockwork, getting up in the morning, going to work, coming home tired, making my lunch for the next day, going to bed tired, not being able to sleep, wake up in the morning tired, go to work. And it was like clockwork. Um, and it was all just to have a few pound at the end of the week so maybe I could go for a pint with the lads and I just called it junkie so I said clockwork junkie but there was no real deep meaning behind it um, <clears throat> I just called it that and I could have changed it at any stage but I met a few people that I know and they said they really really liked the name and I said okay I said I'll stick with it then I, like the name wasn't important and it still isn't right you know well, so, well it's you know you'd have no idea that he just talks about mental health on his podcast either so it's a bit yeah i think it's what the message your voice um and, and I, so many people can resonate with that just existing and since you know they're just clockwork existence and yeah. they're just going like the rat race so since you're doing this since the pandemic hit and you're doing this podcast how has your life changed like 
All right. Do you feel like you're on clockwork now? Is it, is it different every day? Yeah, it's different. I'm, I'm look, I'm putting in 40, maybe 35, 40 hours a week. Even the podcast, look, you know this already, but the, the podcast goes out every Monday and Wednesday. And it goes yeah. out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and every other popular platform that you can name. Um, but I also started a YouTube channel. And on the YouTube channel, yeah. <clears throat> I make videos and stuff like that. And that takes a while to edit and get them ready and stuff like that. And then I have to get guests and then subject matter and there's loads of bits and bobs I have to do so I'm as busy now as I probably ever was but it's not work you know yes I don't think it's work because I'm enjoying it it's something that I want to do yeah you were telling me as well as a result like you've lost loads of weight and your energy levels have gone up and how else has it helped you yeah I had like when when the depression was there for about 10 years properly and in that 10 years I absolutely ballooned up. I used to do martial arts before that. I was able to do bits and bobs. I was I was never fit, but I was strong. And I just got lazy and soft physically um, as I was trying to battle my depression mentally. So it was just, you know, I was eating the wrong foods. I was, a lot of the time I was living alone, um, uh, you know, working and living alone. And I would be eating the wrong foods and doing stuff like that. And it was just a constant cycle of it. Um, but my life hasn't really changed too much I suppose in terms of like I'm 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 loving what I do I can't believe here's the thing people say now that there's more people that has depression now than that than ever had depression I'm surprised there's not more I'm surprised there's not more I'm surprised 90% of uh, the world but Ireland hasn't got depression so this is kind of the dream that we're given to here okay you're born then you go to school then you go to national school, then you go to secondary school, then you go to college, you get a big loan to go to college, and then you go to work on a job that you may or may not like until you're 65. In that time, you have to get a mortgage that's madly overpriced. You have to keep up with the Joneses. You have to buy this. You have to, everything caught. You're under constant pressure, left, right, and center. Almost, I'm talking about not rich people, just in general, the normal everyday folk. You're under constant pressure 24-7. Most of it is money related. Then you get to be 65 then, you're able to retire. You probably retire with no money whatsoever because you're living week to week like like most working class people are. And that's it then. Have a nice day. We'll replace you with someone else from the chocolate factory, from the chain to do it again. Yeah. And that's what life is. And if you look back to 10,000 years ago, we were hunter-gatherers. We were going looking for our food, trying to gather our food, picking berries, stuff like that. Then we start farming animals. Um, and that's when we became together in communities. We got really, really strong. There, there was great, um, there was great growth in humanity with communities and coming together. That's all fair enough. But like the industrial revolution is only it's less than two hundred years old, and the format that we work at now is only about one hundred and fifty years old. So just because we're born in this now, this isn't always the way that it was. And our evolution of our bodies certainly, like we haven't evolved much in the last 10,000 years in terms of if, if, if you got a caveman now and shaved him off you could send him to school he'd learn everything the same yeah. so the evolution hasn't moved too much but everything else has now I I am not a bit surprised when I see someone that feels down or feels depressed or feels that they can't cope they're worrying about money and worrying about work and getting letters from the bank left right and centre and then they're, they're fighting with their spouse when they go home because both of them are exhausted and they're jaded you know yeah. So I'm surprised that there's not more. Well, that that's all. When I think of the journey that I've just been on with, the, you know, the first week was body and then the second week was 
was like mind uh, yeah. you know, and then working started to get much mindset and we were talking about that just like you know you could get money like you could win the lotto and become a winner overnight instantly or people think that they have to exchange time 40 hours a week to get what to get paid what the, the what's what's the basic pay 11 euros 10 euros an hour up to you could make up to 50 60 euros an hour or 100 euros an hour or 200 euros an hour depending on what you do depending on how qualified you are and how skilled you are okay so you're exchanging time for money yeah it's a cash flow quadrant do you know do you ever hear of robert kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant no it's it's in four okay so on the left side you're either employed or self-employed so you exchange time for money like i'm a physical therapist yeah and that's that's active income so you're exchanging time for money okay and then on the other side of the cash flow quadrant there's business or investing so business you can have a business you could hand them hire a manager hand over the keys back off or you can invest back off and then that's money working for you okay um that's investors or the other one is trading so you know the trades where that money grows compounds and you get other people to trade for you and then again money is working for you you working for your money yeah. so it's all about mindset so we're programmed to work for our money and to work hard and get to college get your degree exchange time for money work 40 hours a week the more money you make the higher qualification you have the more money you make the end but are you are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Well, that's are the key. Fulfilled? Like, I mean, do you have enough time for your kids? Do you, are you yeah. fulfilled? Do you want to? You know, what do you really want to do? Like in life, so that's it's 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 kind of like you know this lockdown. You know that was taken away. All our jobs were taken away, and we were all given money by the government. And then now, now you have all the time in the world. What the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> but but you can't go anywhere. No, true. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think with like, um, like investing and work and jobs and education and doing the best that you can, kind of that way, academically or in career, that's all well and good if you're at a place of you know bliss and a place of motivation and a place where that's what your goals are, you know. But when you're suffering from depression, all of those yeah. things mean absolutely nothing whatsoever at all yeah. you don't um, if someone gave you a million euros it wouldn't help and that's coming from me who my my life goal is to win the lottery you know if someone gives you a million euros it would not help it would help with the money stuff but it wouldn't help with your mind mm. like the, people think that um, depression is something that happens in the mind it is but it happens in your heart and your whole body from from the, the bottom of your feet to the top of your head it's a disease that absolutely goes right the way through you and just destroys you from the inside out that's what it does and like I remember when I had mine um, there was times where I thought like I thought that I was never going to get out of it you know Did. ever I thought I never I, I said this on a podcast and I was only a guest on a podcast a few weeks ago and I said this and I'm going to say it here now I remember at one stage that um, I had a, I actually the thought came into my head about killing myself right now I preface that by by saying this the second it came into my head I decided just like that I said no I'm not going to do that on the spot I said no and I decided that if I lived to be 100 years of age and the depression was as bad as this what it is now for the rest of my life I was going to soldier it out you know 
I was going right. to stick it. I was going to see uh, what what way it was going to affect me, what it was going to do. I was going to see, um, uh, you know, if incrementally I could get like zero point zero zero one percent better every day. Right. And see. That was a great way to do it because I was like, lucky. What small changes did you make? Like, what was the first kind of thing you did to 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 get out of that hole? I embraced it. I I I stopped working on the spot. I I went to the doctor and I said, "Hi, my name is Mark McCormick." I said, "I'm suffering from from depression for years now, and it's yeah. killing me. I'm exhausted." Um, I want to assert to say that I am not working, that I'm out with depression and send it into work and I'm out for the foreseeable future. Right. Now the doctor had known I was suffering depression. I was on tablets. I had meetings a couple of times with, I seen a psychiatrist, not psychiatrist, a counsellor, stuff like that. Yeah. And that's how it all happened. And uh, I went into the doctor and I spoke to them and the doctor said, okay, because he had known I was, he was really, 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 really top doctor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that's what I did so now I was out I was out with depression and I said okay so I remember the first morning I woke up I said right I am, I'm not working again until I feel better end of story yeah. I don't care if if I have no you know like, like I was getting letters from the bank because I wasn't getting the proper money I was getting letters from the bank left right and centre saying you owe this you owe that you and like I said to you before you can't take knickers off a bare arse if you do not have the money if you do not have the money you can't give it and I just said, okay, look, what's important? And I said, well, this is stronger than me at the moment. It's it's um, it's kind of taken over me and has me beaten at the moment. So I accepted that because that was the truth. Yeah. I had spoke to a couple of people about a friends and family and just nothing helped. And I knew I was on my own. I said, I, I, and I went to see a counsellor. I spoke to the counsellor. She was so intelligent and so worldly and knowledgeable about mental health and depression but I knew after a lesson or not after a lesson after a session and a half that she was not going to help me and told her so why did you think that I knew because I knew she didn't understand what I was talking about properly because she never had it okay so if I sat down for the next two weeks and got a book about the anatomy of the leg and I learnt about the bones and the skin um, I learned about the ligaments and the joints and everything whatsoever. I'm not um, qualified. I am qualified to a, gr- to a degree, but I'm not qualified enough to give a lecture on what it's like to break a leg. Only when I break my leg, then I know what it's like to break a leg. Right. The depression is the same. You can't know until you have it. Mm. That's 100%. You cannot know what it's like. You cannot know... You know, like there, there's people that will text you when you're on depression. They'll say, look, if you're feeling down, bud, give me a text. You will yeah. never text them. Never. Because yeah. they, they just don't understand. And it's not a bad thing on them or anything whatsoever. You, you just won't do it. End of story. It's not something you do. It's actually the opposite of what you do. Um, so I said, look, I said, I have this. I can't get over. I said, everything is doom and gloom. Um I, I, I had entertained the thought of killing myself and what, what stopped me wasn't worrying about my family and friends how they feel that what was nothing got to do with it mm. not that I don't love them it's just that my pain was much more important than anything else that was going on so to this day I don't know why I said no straight away that I wouldn't do that but I did and here is then I got better a little bit at a time 
I remember when I say to you that I embraced it, here's a perfect example. I could be sitting down on the chair and I wouldn't realise that my two fists would be closed so tight that my top two knuckles would be white for hours. And I used to call it white knuckling it. So if someone rang and said, well, how are you today? Oh, I'd say I'm white knuckling it all day. And my friends and family knew what that meant, you know. But I was okay with that. That wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to jump into the Shannon. Actually, I had an apartment beside the Shannon. I, I never entered my head. I said, look, I'm just going to see this out and, and let it, you know, I used to feel, this is kind of the weird part. And I know that loads of people um, from the podcast have come back to me and says that this happened to them or a different version. But it was the first time they've ever heard someone saying this. For me, it was like um, I had a helmet on and there was a visor coming down all of the time and I couldn't get my thoughts straight. I couldn't. I remember one time that happened and I was in work and we're having a meeting about something and you know look I'm talkative I'd always have an answer or we'll try this and we'll try that and I couldn't even understand the question I said oh, fuck I'm out here I said I can't even understand a rudimentary question about something that I know everything about because I'm doing it I was doing it 11 years at a time I said I'm out here but uh, yeah I just said look I said and, and I, I went very stoic on it as in like if I can change it I will if I can't change it or if there, if I can't change it well then there's nothing that I can do about it not one single thing so I don't care so I done two things and I know I spoke to you about this before um, the first thing I done was I got selfish and the second thing I done was I said I'm going to love myself yeah um, and I know that's kind of one of, probably one of the reasons why I'm on the spirit one but when I say I love myself is that like <clears throat> I don't have any children my sisters do so when I when their child is born and a six month old and I'm holding the child like so I love that child with all of my heart and soul you know you've nieces isn't it? and that child is completely reliant on me not letting it fall not letting a wasp sting it not putting its eyes into the sun not letting it fall into a sink it's completely reliant on me and I will move mountains before I let anything happen to that child and I said do you know what do that for myself so all of the things that got me into depression, which I'll just side note for a second. I, when I knew I had depression, I didn't get it from, I wasn't sexually abused or physically abused or verbally abused. I didn't survive a car crash. Nothing happened. It just came. I was young. I was confident. I had good jobs. I was making money. I had loads of friends. There was no reason whatsoever other than boom. But, uh, so I just said, look, I'm just going to love myself. And, I always thought if it's not necessary I'm not going to do it if I don't want to do it now I wouldn't go around hurting people or insulting people on purpose or anything whatsoever but I just said I'm going to mind myself as if I was my own six six month old child and see how I get on um, and that all, oh, nearly helped immediately to be honest Emer. immediately right. yeah but I think also I think it's a fantastic the first step you took was going to the doctor getting that note and saying I'm not going back to work I'm not I'm going to simple simplify everything yeah. and get you just you just like stripped yourself bare basically and yeah. said right I'm going to focus on getting better and loving myself yeah and I said I have to get better that's it because but it's an ongoing journey like you know I've done you know like, I mean I saw from depression myself and anxiety and I was a, a cover up actually I looked at it there's this there's this type of com- depression called concealed depression and I was a classic case and it said these are the eight things you do to conceal it and I yeah. like I, I could take all those boxes off yeah. and 
Nightmare. Again, a, because you know, when you're depressed, you don't want to burden other people. You know, so you text me anytime. You, you, you would never, you would never tell. First of all, I would cover it up by mm. looking beautiful all the time, makeup, um, happy, fun, fun, fun. I'm really positive. My strength is that I'm a positive person. So that like, was just I just learned with Anne Marie, so I couldn't get over. It. I said that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because so, but I'm positively depressed. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But like, like I, I didn't feel like I was trying. I, I probably was trying to cover it up, but people would say, "No, you might that. No, you don't. I can't believe it." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I would be all nice and positive and happy. Go to bed. Can't get out of bed the next day. Don't know fucking why. Don't know how any. It's just like this thing. Don't know why. Don't have no like, uh, you know, motivation to do anything. What's the point? It's this hopelessness." it's this like but then again you know they say all the things get out exercising forcing myself I used to go swimming but you go to stages where you just stop doing that and then you get into spiral into this black hole or this thought process what people don't understand about depression and I want to, I want to make it very very clear here on, on, yeah. on, on this show here tonight you touched on it there which I'm delighted you did because I wanted to touch on it but I forgot as per usual with me um People say, you know, get out and go for a walk, do a bit of exercise, eat yeah. healthy. Yeah. Every single one of those is a very, very good point. Absolutely. Every single one of those will do better. But I give you this. If I was in a car crash and broke both of my legs. Yeah. And it's going to take me two years to heal, if not longer. You would not ask me to go out for a run or to exercise because you know that I can't. People need to realise depression is the same. You're not lying down lazy. It's not that you do not want to help yourself. It's that you physically can't do anything. Your whole body, your your joy for life, your enthusiasm for anything that you could ever like is gone. Yeah. And it's not like, for sure, like, you might just do it now and you might like it again. Just come out for the crack, you'll be fine. No, 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 no. That comes from someone who knows nothing about depression. That isn't the way it is. It won't be just fine. It'll be a fucking nightmare from the start until the end. <laughs> and people need to understand that. It'll be a nightmare for that person. They'll yeah. be unhappy the whole time. And then they'll do what you were probably doing, which was smiling and fucking overcompensating. And it's like, I call it avatar syndrome. You go home, then you're a different person completely. Yeah. And, and that's so, so bad for depression. Yeah. In fair, it have it could be an um not asking for your needs depression not not voicing what you actually want yeah. out of life yeah like if somebody has hurt you you can't you don't have the courage to tell them you know in in a non-aggressive way or mm-hmm. or you just go home to an empty house every night and you just or you just realize you're comparing yourself you're getting to a certain age where you really really thought you'd be married but you're not yeah. Or, or yeah, you know, things like that. You just start comparing yourself to everyone else. Well, that's two such good points because that... you'd have when, when you said you were 10, you said, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to have this, this, and you don't. Yeah. And then you still don't have it at 40. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, and he's like, I'm doing everything that you're supposed to be doing to do that, and it's not happening. Why? <clears throat> so yeah. Desires and needs aren't being met, which can yeah. cause depression. Absolutely. You can you can cause depression. I, I, I felt that as well. I mean, I, I wanted I thought by the time I was thirty I'd be married with 
a scatter of children, I thought um, I, I'd be uh, loads of things, you know. Um, and I was none of those things. And I was coming home to a house on my own as well. Um, but I wouldn't say those things caused the depression, but I know for a fact that they did not help. Yes. They yes. definitely did not help. I, I remember feeling very lonely at times, you know. Yeah, well, loneliness is a state of mind. And I, I've learned, well, you know, I read actually this book, this, I have it here, but it's called The Forsaken Secret. Uh, you just so happen to have handily in your hand. <laughs> She's always here. <laughs> and um, they say, like, they go into in depth about loneliness. Yeah. That it's a state of mind, and it's it's all based around depression, or uh, it's all around self-centric thinking. So it's all about you know, like well, my depression was kind of it gets triggered when when a desire or need is not being fulfilled, um, yeah. or like for example, you know, when my mom passed away, it really escalated the depression because you know she was my best friend and she's the only one who knew me more than anyone. She knew when I was down. She knew how to comfort me. She just seemed to be. No one knows you better than your mom. And when they're when they're gone, it's like now who's going to comfort me when I'm down? Who's going to say give me mm. advice? Now who's going to listen to my bullshit? <laughs> That's kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's what it is like, you know. She used to give me soot the whole time. Oh, Emery, you poor devil. Yeah, now there's no one to do that. I know it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's all self-centric. It's all about you. Yeah. It's about like, you know, she's not going to meet. She's not going to meet my kids if I have them. She's not going to blah blah. And and that that can just get worse and worse and worse and and just it's it's the loss. Now you go through phases of grief, but it's like the meaning. It's the meaning you attach to things. It creates the thought process, creates how you feel, and <clears throat> so you have to kind of like, and then you get addicted to those thoughts, which makes you feel a certain way. So then, do you know why? Why are happy people always happy? Why are sad people always sad? Why are angry people always angry? Because they have a certain thought process that they're addicted to that creates that feeling, creates that action, and it's. And but sometimes I'm thinking, you know, when you see an angry baby, like a baby, is just like contemporaneous. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think I was one of those, you know. What? Like a cantankerous baby. Were you? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I came out giving out, you know. <laughs> so it's just your nature, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like it's like it's it's you know, a lot of those things that you said. Well, everything you said is true, but uh, you know, someone a lot cleverer than me would have to work out how. But I I I wonder how many of those things is um ingrained in you or anybody else as once just through society and the way it's set up yeah you know um, awareness isn't it it's all about awareness Mark it's yeah. like even like listening to Ro- you know Ross last night talking about um, about listening and about is there a generative listening and acquisitive listening you know you're on an airplane and you're the one talks about you know about the you know when the, cra- the airplanes crash and we've heard it so many times we're just like yeah yeah we're listening but we're not mm. until, until like we're up in the air and then the mass fall down and then now we're listening you know what <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like and I always thought then if you talk to any counsellor should they're taught how to listen yeah um inquisitive listening is what <clears> you know <throat> you're talking and then I ask you something about what you were talking about which shows you're and you're going well she was really listening to me because I want to ask you a question about what you were just you do that within your podcast so it's like thank you we talked about that thing that you talked about 10 minutes ago about yeah um um or mirroring the back 
I says, I notice when you you talk about this about your life, you, you know, you touch your nose or you, you get your tense up, like, and then it gets the person going, oh, I didn't realize that that topic is making me feel in my body a certain way. And then, then they're, they, you know, so you're mirroring back to them what yeah. they're actually going through and they don't know that they're going through. So, you know, you know what you know, you know what you don't know, you don't know what you know, don't know. And what's the, there's four things. I don't know what that is. You're after doing yourself in there. I know what you said there. <laughs> Jesus. Are you having a stroke, Emer? <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Like, it's like, you know what you know. You also know what you don't know. But then it's a third one. You don't know what you don't know. So a person can tell it to you. <laughs> Do you know? No. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. Everyone's fucking switched off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But, um... I suppose, like, one of the important things is that uh, with the depression, you can get better. Yeah. And there's loads of people, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about Ireland because we obviously live in Ireland. There's loads of people committing suicide all the time in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, there is some help. Yeah. Uh, but in my opinion, it's only my opinion, there's fuck all help. But there's some. Right. I rang three... Uh, charities to ask them would they like to be on the podcast before I, I did a 10 podcast special at Christmas and I rang three charities involved in suicide prevention and stuff like that uh, and asked to see would any of them be on my podcast to talk about it and give numbers yeah. and the three of them fucking rang out no way 100% rang out on the same day <clears throat> but yeah. I digress. You can get better, one hundred percent. I'm proof of it. There's you'll you'll do it your own way, but you can do it. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't have to last forever. Yeah. Did you go the medication route? Yeah. I went on medication. Um. And look, I don't know if they worked or not. Um. They're supposed to rise my serotonin, and when you're depressed, your serotonin is supposed to be low and these rise it to a level of if you like a normal person but I still think because I had depression I'd done a lot of reading about it I, I didn't want just like I wasn't asking Johnny down the road about what I was reading about it I was looking at papers from people an awful lot more clever than me um, listening to lectures and stuff like that and what I get from it so like of all the research I hate using that word but that I get that we still don't know what it is properly we're still not 100% sure. We're, we're, like we, we, we do know people who suffered sexual abuse may get depression. People who uh, have physical abuse may get depression. Um, but I had none of those and I got depression and so did millions upon millions worldwide also. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure that they know 100% what works, what doesn't work. I still think we're trying. I think it's... Um, we're very, very early in, in, in uh, working out how to treat this properly. It's, it's, it's an epidemic... It kills more people than COVID-19. Yes. You know, there, there's young men and women in this country killing themselves <clears throat> nearly on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I heard. I've heard people talking about that. Yeah, suicide is, kills more people than COVID-19 and that's not in the, yeah. not in the news. And I, it's not like it doesn't seem <clears throat> important and it's, it can be so prevented. But half of you is thinking a mental illness 
is it a mental illness with schizophrenia and there's there's levels of, of mental illness that you know they totally need medication and to need need to be you know have medicated or advice professional advice from psychiatric care there's so much so much services out there but the people who kind of depression the you know where i actually believe i agree with you i think about 70 80 percent of people suffer from it and don't know that they suffer from it especially in this country especially with low levels of vitamin d vitamin d is supposed to re- help with the with with it comes from the sun and you can't we're, we're deprived of the sun during the winter so we need to take way more vitamin d like anne's talk on the on gut health when she talked like it's literally that was good yeah and the brain so actually when you eat right and all you know the multivitamins and all your essential fatty acids and all your like which literally helps with the cellular membrane of each cell so if you're not taking enough essential fatty acids it helps with your brain skin hair nails and if you don't have enough you do, your body doesn't generate it you have to take it externally yeah so uh like it's all about educating yourself as regards how it's all about like i couldn't agree more like i was reading stuff looking at stuff looking at lectures doing everything under the sun this is why i was white knuckling it you know i was doing all this at the same time as i said i said look i have this now i'm gonna let it consume me i went to the doctor i said look i have it i'm not going to work i told parents brothers sisters friends everyone i said i have depression i'm all work because of depression and i was very matter of fact about it you know um and I just said I'm going to work on it every day <clears throat> what did I work on I said look if it doesn't matter I'm not going to worry about it so much easier said than done if it doesn't matter if I can't help it I'm not going to worry about it if uh, it doesn't make me happy I'm not going to worry about it um, and just <clears throat> as the days went on I start feeling a little bit better I start realising what I really really wanted yeah. Um, I have about Jesus, I'd say maybe 85% less friends now than I had just before I got depression. My choice. Right, interesting. My choice. I said, no, not for me. Right, did you get guidance? Did you get coached? Did you like, no. did you come to these conclusions? Of- <clears throat> well, I said, look, I, I'm rock bottom. I, I'm at the bottom of the barrel. I can't get out. Nobody seems to be able to help me. I've told everyone that's close to me that needs to know and I'm not getting help. Not that they weren't trying, they just didn't know what to do. Um, and I decided I wasn't going to kill myself. If I lived to 100, I was going to deal with it every day. So now the onus is on me. Don't get me wrong, there was, always, there was often two weeks where I was just lying in bed, getting up to eat, and that was it. Right. Then one day I might sit down and I, I, I might, you know, I, I, I just, I was very, you know, like I had this picture that in uh, 90 years' time, if I'm sitting in my rocking chair, if I was alive, and I'd be saying, do I regret not doing that or did it matter and if it doesn't matter I, I, I know what some people say oh it's easy to say that but it's hard to do they're right it is easy to say and it is hard to do if I didn't do that I'd be still suffering with depression yeah. I just decided that everything in my life that I could get rid of I did now obviously there's stuff that still annoys me that I can't get rid of that's life but anything that I could get rid of I, I got rid of right Um. I, I, I didn't really suffer fools gladly anyways at the best of times now I just have no time whatsoever I, I you know I, I don't like bullshit I don't like backstabbing I don't like nonsense uh, people talking about other people behind their back and telling me or I don't I have no interest in any of that I don't give a fiddler's fuck what car you drive what house you have how many children you have how happy y- your life is 
I know all your Instagram posts about when you're lying in the beach and you're doing this. I know it's harsh. Like that's a snippet of your life. You're probably miserable at home, like the rest of us. You know, <laughs> it's all nonsense. It's all a big joke. It's all a big facade. Now, this is all going on. I'm trying to make myself better, <clears throat> and I said, okay, just breathe every day, relax, drink some water, go out for a walk. Um, don't worry about us. If you don't want to go somewhere, don't go. Yeah. Oh, well, I might let down such and so. Fuck it. I'm here on my own in the house. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, <clears throat> and I decided to talk to people. Right. So when I'd be walking down the street, someone I'd pass by the whole time, I'd say, I, now I'd say hi. And they'd say hi. And then maybe the next day, hello, oh, the weather's fine. You know, that's only a small thing. And something came over me then where I realised that you know even with this here's an example with this COVID-19 oh everyone's gone mad they're out partying no one gives a shit they're, everyone's looking out for themselves the media's given it to us day in day in day it's absolute fucking nonsense 99.9% of people are just like you and me trying to get by songs a pound they'll break their back to help you yeah the world is a very very nice place um, the majority of the stuff that happens in the world is good that never makes the news you know the news is an absolute disaster you know yeah it's like you're, you're there one minute and 50 people in Ireland have died then it goes on to the next one you go oh thank god 200 dead in a train crash in India you're saying what and just go on and on like they never tell you that Mavis down the road is, is after making dinner for someone else and helping them out they never tell you stuff like that you know the people yeah. most people are inherently good and I decided even when I was in tatters, absolute tatters, I said, I'm going to try to lead every day with a good intention, to do good. Now, not to break my back trying to help people. Help me. I have to be selfish, like I said. Number one, if you are a husband and you have a wife and two kids, or if you're a wife and have a husband and two kids, whatever way you want to do that dynamic, you have to look after yourself first. Please, if you're listening to this, listen to me. I don't know much about anything, but I fucking know about depression. You have to look after yourself first, because if you're not running at 100%, you're no good to anybody. You have to look after yourself first at all times. Mammy, I want shut the fuck up. I'm watching Carnation Street. I'm relaxed. I'm watching. Do what you're doing and then get Never be. Don't be killing yourself because although you might say what or whatever, it's death by a thousand cuts. If you keep at it and at it and at it and at it and doing things for others and not looking after yourself, um, you know, if you don't drink water all the time, you're going to get thirsty. You're going to get dehydrated. If you keep doing stuff for other people and don't look after yourself, you're going to get down. You're going to devalue yourself, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. It does not matter. This is a fact, what I'm telling you. And I know this because I've been to you for 10 years. Look after yourself, number one. If you're a man or a woman or two men or two women and you're a couple and you're looking at me now, look at each other and say fuck you <laughs> just do your own thing you have to do it yeah you have to do it you have to look after yourself number one you know and try not to be fucking nasty try to be a good person but if you know just to get out something I, I don't know how long is left whatever but young men I'm 43 years of age um, you know men between whatever it is fucking 50 and 35 are, are, are the, the main people that kill themselves yeah. lads I know why you do it I was there I was there I was sitting down I could have killed myself and I didn't do it um, no one gives a fuck if you're under pressure for money in the bank no one cares if your wife cheated on you 
and you're afraid to save face or what will the lads think it doesn't matter what the lads think you're your own man don't worry about anything don't be thinking about jumping into the shannon don't be thinking about hanging yourself if you talk to a friend and you tell them you have depression it might be very very hard for you if that happens and you don't get the response you want do not give up tell somebody else I don't get the response I want tell somebody else tell somebody else make it your mission until you find one person that goes okay I have you I have your back let's go and get this sorted and work on it every single day There's no, leave your job oh but now everyone's going to know now and look I was a popular lad everyone knew me into the pub with the boys for a few pints chatting everything fine every job I ever went into I got promoted every job I was clever I was good I went back to college as a mature student got a whatever you call that a distinction thing. nonsense it's all nonsense it means nothing whatsoever if you're not happy in your heart everything else is nonsense um, it doesn't matter what the lads think or what the girls think or it doesn't matter about saving face it doesn't exist none of that exists at all whatsoever if you can sit down with a cup of tea and chat to someone and you're happy it's brilliant that's all you want you don't need to be worrying about stuff oh I can't get into college so fucking what Elon Musk one of the most intelligent men in the world you can learn everything online I didn't get the job I want so what try again in five months time go and enjoy yourself don't worry about it my father's always putting pressure on well fuck him it doesn't matter you're, you're, you're here for at the most a hundred years that's it it doesn't matter what anyone says enjoy yourself Try if you see an old person walking across the road walk with them if you see somebody crying ask them are they okay you know just don't be a prick just be a sound person just be genuine and if, we're, if there's enough of us genuine we'll be alright but don't please lads don't kill yourself I could have been dead and I'm not I'm here talking absolute nonsense on a podcast you're not stop saying it. you've just totally put yourself down and what you're saying is absolutely no, I'm not on the podcast now no, I know. Oh, you're I talk talking. nonsense on the podcast. Oh, I'm talking sense here. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> but no, look, I, I I could have done it and I didn't and I'm here. And I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people. You know? Thank God you're here. Yeah, l- ladies. But what I, the biggest tip I got from just when you went on that fantastic rant. I do go on rants, by the way. The podcast is the same. <laughs> someone going to say do you like pineapple on your pizza and five minutes later I'm talking about a black hole in space and I give enough stink about it <laughs> no but the biggest one was like you know if you tell somebody and they knock you back tell someone else oh, you don't have to say how oh, I'm depressed you can say how oh, I'm feeling a bit low I'm not feeling good today I'm not feeling you know you, you know there's this a whole there's a whole emphasis on being depressed I mean I remember my all my mother used to say was like you're feeling a bit low aren't you and that's and <clears> I thought she would just just you just want to be seen you want to be heard you want to be acknowledged you want yeah. to be and it's just someone else doing it for you just it disperses you just feel better because it's out yeah and it's like instead of this emotion that's really trapped because depression I understand depression is like you're depressing the emotions down so you're not getting them out so that's what you need to think of it depression mm. depress down into your heart and once it's released and acknowledged and have a good cry and because that's that's the one thing that you know women don't suffer from depression as much which is bullshit but but we're over emotional right because we have hormonal issues but like and women I, suffer from depression just as much as men yes i know they do oh yeah yeah but it's not acknowledged it's not something it's not acknowledged but women are over emotional we're able to cope with it because we cry all the time <laughs> yeah but like <clears throat> that is healing that releases the the emotions 
For now. Yeah, for for now, but until the until it comes up again. But men are programmed. Women are cry. We girls are cry babies, and men don't cry. So, like the boys aren't allowed express. Yeah, well, that's that that's very true as well. It's kind of a macho thing. Um, like you know, nonsense. The whole it show shouldn't be macho at all. But you're right. It is that. Like I I found there that like. You were saying like when you're depressed, you're depressing your feelings. I like for me personally, that wasn't I wasn't depressing any feelings down. Um, just to give the other side of it, like it was just I wasn't doing anything. It was like it was happening to me. You know, I like I wasn't trying to do anything. I wasn't yeah. trying not to be. Um, and I suppose look, it's it's a it's a big thing as well. Like if 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 there's someone in your life and they're suffering from depression, and you're listening to this podcast, and maybe what what self and Emma are saying here, um, like. If someone's feeling low, it's not yeah. the same as depression. Everybody can feel low. Yes. I could I could feel low ten times in a week. When you're depressed, it's different. It's like saying I stubbed my toe or someone's after decapitating me. That's the difference of it. There's no comparison whatsoever. Feeling low is a feeling. It's an emotion. It's you're looking for some uh someone to understand how hard your day was or someone just to connect with you for a minute. When you have, when you're depressed, it doesn't matter if the whole world was standing around in a ring and clapping. It won't help. It takes time. It takes work. Um, but I, like, look, I don't know if I didn't say if I live to a hundred and I still have it, that I'll stick with. I, I, you know what I mean. Like it's after taking me nearly ten years. In the last four months, sorry, in the last two months, I've had four bad days. Even me, like bad depression days, where I woke up and went, "Oh fuck." Here it is. Then I went, okay, that's it. On the phone. I'm not doing podcasts today. I'm doing nothing. Everyone go away from me. I sat down and I binged Netflix and relaxed and chilled because I know that worked for me. And the next day I woke up, I was fine. Wow. Okay. There, these are fantastic tips though. Because again, that's what loving yourself was. That was like, you know, you cancel it. You don't. Because as well, you know, people say the art of living is giving. I found when I got very depressed after mom died was that uh, I went to work and because I wasn't consumed with my own self-centric yep. form, I had to just as everyone came in I, I just said right because every ther- I'm a therapist so anytime they come in I always say right it's not about me it's about them what can I do for you yeah. and 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 when you have that mindset you forget about yourself you forget about your troubles and stuff. although if people do that too much, they don't face their problems. So it, yeah. you know, you can't work too hard to distract your depression. You can't, you know, go on all these holidays or do go, you know, even people. I I actually think I've worked in gyms. People use exercise to distract their depression. Also, you yeah. know, they won't actually face up to the fact that they've. Problems. You're right. You couldn't be more right. Yeah. So it's like you know, justify. <clears throat> what you do whether whatever addiction it is you use to distract yourself whether you think it's healthy or oh but it's healthy I'm, I'm I'm running 12 marathons or I'm climbing 10 mountains and I'm swimming uh, you know to the you know all the oceans to distract myself from the fact that I'm empty inside you know and I yeah. find um because I worked in gyms I used to see this woman and I was just coming every single day and I it was like watching an alcoholic go into a pub you know like it's I had the horrible feeling of this poor woman is using exercise and she was like anorexic she I was like please don't go to the gym go home I, I you know I mean I'd rather her go to the pub yeah 
But and actually, you mental health. It's that you know beating themselves up. It's, it's it's really really. It's horrible to see, and you can see it, but they can't see it, and they won't acknowledge it, and you, you don't know where. I think it's it's very very soul destroying when you see somebody who's destroying themselves or physically, um, and you don't know how to you know you, only they only when they're ready they will <coughs> you were ready to make the change. And yeah, well, well, you know, like maybe so, Aimer. I I I don't know if it was more that I was ready or I had no other choice at, at the time. Um. You you, you 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 touched on something there and I think this is so important to say um, yeah. you know when you're saying about uh, there was a girl she was in the gym and she was anorexic and stuff like that now this yeah. now this like look boys worry about their body as well I worry about my body um, I look like a fucking egg with a head on it but um, and, and girls worry about their body more than, than fellas they do and they're always worried about they have the the perfect uh, fucking buns, bums and thumbs, whatever it is, fucking nonsense. Go to the gym, you have to work out your, your butt, your arse. You can't eat carbohydrates, you can't do this. Fellas love a girl like this. Listen, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. They want you, to, n- not they, the man or the Illuminati, they want you to, uh, like, if you feel happy with yourself, there's no business in that. You have to look like this. These are the supplements you need. These are the you need this. You need that. You need. I'm not saying don't exercise. Of course, exercise. Do something you enjoy. Whether it's going for a walk with your dog or fucking cycle. Of course, that's good for you. Anyways, as you mentioned earlier on, and you're right. But please, girls, don't be worrying about your bodies. Please don't be worrying about. It. You don't have to look like this person or that person, or you feel terrible, and you're sitting at home and you're flicking through Instagram, all these models, and all. listen, it's nonsense. It's fucking nonsense. Ninety nine point nine percent of people in the world don't look like that. And if you're worrying about, oh, will the fella that I like like me? Fellas just want to see boobs. They don't care what size you are, and that's the fact. That is a fact. We are no more clever than that. So don't be worrying about it. Oh, I have a little muffin top. When I say we don't give a shit. Are you sound? Are you laugh? Will you sit down and have a big feel with us? You won't have salad. Will you have a few drinks? Maybe shoot a whiskey with us? Yeah, come on, that's fine. That's perfect. Don't be worrying about it. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody. Yes, people do care, but they're the people who are on Instagram trying to get you to buy shit. They're the people who you know are, are, are trying to get you to do stuff. You know, and that's it. Like. Like, look, my podcast is doing okay at the moment. If I look like fucking Ryan Gosling and I come on with no shirt, I guarantee I'd have a million hits. But I'd be no more intelligent or talk more better than I do now. Yeah. Like, if if I was Brad Pitt and I was sitting doing, oh, look at that fella there. Do you know? Whereas I look like Cess Pitt. Do you know what I mean? So that that's the reason why. <laughs> that's the reason why. That's it. Yeah, but, looks are only skin deep. Yeah, well, look, I have a cheek talking about looks because I'm a fucking beaut. But I mean, for other people. But um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the size of your weight. Don't worry about your bodies. Fellas are like you anyways. It doesn't matter. Don't be panicking about it. You're not overweight. You're not, not. No one gives a fuck. Enjoy yourself. Be happy. If you live to be 80 or 90, that's the most you'll get. Like, I'm 43. That's flu. I remember when I was 16 and I was in school. I'm 43 now. Like, it fucking flu. And someone probably listens to 60. It goes so quickly. It's gone. Yeah. You're, 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 you're 80 then. Hopefully you live to be 80. You're sitting in your rocking chair and saying, did it really matter that such and so said that I had a muffin top or I didn't look good in them? It doesn't matter. A fiddler's fuck. It couldn't matter less. It's irrelevant. Go on, enjoy yourself. Yeah. Be happy. Smile. Help people. Be kind. 
That's what matters. Shadow Hal the movie just before I go Shadow Hal the movie where you you look like your personality I wish that was real yeah no it's brilliant it's uh, yeah I I think that's a fantastic movie and do you ever hear like it's a a saying from Angela Mayo says no one remembers what you say no one remembers what you do even but everyone remembers how you made them feel Um, brilliant (laughs) And I think that's such a powerful statement because you always remember the person who did that for you or made you feel. Absolutely. Listen, uh, acknowledge you, give you the respect you, you know. Yeah, respect you or said well done or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah. And, you know, when you see people who are supposed to be, you know, rich and famous or, you know, they've lost money. Blah, 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 Thank blah, blah. you. You don't even acknowledge you're there. You're, you're non-existent. It's yeah. Like, okay. They're not but, nice. But look, yeah. There, yeah. there's there's this thing going around, Emer, and it's a meme, a meme on Facebook, and it's it's it. I don't know. Do you ever just have a pet peeve that just annoys you for no reason? This is one, right? It says, "If you tell me that I can't do something, just watch me try harder, and I'll do it and prove you wrong." I think that's the worst. That's everything that's wrong with society. If you tell me I can't do something, I don't give a fiddler's fuck about your opinion. Is the answer that should be the meme. I don't care. I won't try harder. I won't do nothing. And I certainly won't try to show you. I couldn't give a fitter's fuck what you're saying. I'm doing my own thing. And that's it. Good luck. What your opinion, someone else's opinion, is none of my business. <laughs> look, it doesn't... Look, if you're close to somebody and... Look, if you... You're a, a positive person, okay? You're, you're, you're after organising this. I'm not using you as an example. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but you're doing this. You're doing really, really well. If I came to you with an idea and said, Emer, look, I'm looking to start a fucking butcher's and here's an idea. You'd talk to me and you'd say, okay, look, Mark, you might have to do this and you might need to go. Okay, that's fair enough. You'd say, when it's done, I will go to Facebook. I'll share it for you and I'll let people know and you'd be positive towards me. Yeah. If you're a negative fucking, oh, Jesus, just say don't do it. You know, all you, there's too many butchers out and there's too many this and there's too many that. And Listen, listen to the good things and listen to the bad things. Put them all on the same level. Do your own thing. And you'll make mistakes all of the time. I make mistakes all the time. I have papers for it. And I do not give a fuck. I just go out and enjoy myself and try to do good by others. And that look with the podcast, I met you. I had loads of guests on. I, I met Anna, who's on tomorrow. Tune in for that. Yeah. She's fucking, she's really, really good. So sound as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just, and, and I've met loads of people and, and they're all nice. You know, where's all these bad people? Everyone that I met on the show and talked to, they're all nice. They're funny. They all have their stories in the background. Yeah. They've all went through adversity. They all have bits and bobs. Everyone's the same. Everyone's just trying to get on in life and do their best. Um, it, it's, it's not as bad as people make out please don't kill yourself if you have depression because it's it's a full-time solution to a short-term problem it will yeah. go eventually you'll get better it might take you a couple of years i can't do this for a couple of years yes you can and then have 50 years where you're happy of course you can yeah that's awesome that's fantastic thank you look i'm gonna wrap this up because it's coming up to an hour okay. Mark, that, yes that was amazing i i love chatting to you as always we've got great feedback by the way there's loads of people commenting okay um saying proud of you this is fantastic well done great good on you for talking about depression you mark anyone could suffer with it we all worry have anxiety and now more than ever everything mark mccormick says is a hundred percent always oh who says that um do you know what i can't see who it 
people says I was probably read it better. They said there's always someone to listen. Big shout out to you and Emer. Thank you. That's a big one. Um, love love listen to these pair. Love their podcast. It's so real and thank you for making me feel less alone. Mark, a million dollars couldn't change a depressing state. So nice to hear people share. Thank you. And Annabelle's really enjoyed listening to Emer and Mark by speaking out, especially about depression. They've had so many, so good on them. P.S. Thanks for adding me. And just people are going, oh, Anna. I know that's Anna. See, I can't see who it is, but I can just see what they say. But um, yeah. fabulous feedback, guys. Thank you so much. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for having me on the show. I much appreciate it. Um, oh, Mark. It's great. Well, just uh, listen, podcast is on every Monday and Wednesday, Clockwork Junkie yeah. Podcast. It's on uh, YouTube, Spotify, all the other places. Please go to Facebook, like the page, and blah, 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 blah. Thank you. Do. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you. Yeah, so tune in to Mark. Um, and if you have any questions, ask them here in the group, because this is going to be staying up. And you can, if you want people to listen to this, tag them here, because you're in it. I keep forgetting to do this. Everyone's in a chance to... Um, oh, she's gone, lads. Thank God. Let's talk properly now. Oh, she's back. Talk about your heart. Martin made this wooden structure and he's got... I'm raffling it off. Oh, whoa. Isn't it beautiful? It's unbelievable. Is that rope? He's a carpenter and he made this especially for this event. Imagine. Fucking love him. He's oh. a mentor in doTERRA. He's an incredible man. He's the marathon runner. Could I have it? No. No. <laughs> <sighs> you never know if you tag all your friends down below you might be are they all commenting there left right and centre surely that's worth something it is it's actually <laughs> no it's alright I don't want this stick it up your arse <laughs> <laughs> no it's actually nice it's genuinely nice this is I have heard like my niece nephew made that last Christmas. they made this lovely that's very nice but, uh, yeah um so where if you're in a chance, I keep forgetting to say it in all the interviews. Uh, by the end of next week, I'm going to ra- I'm going to like everyone who's tagged people. I'm putting them in. I'll do it properly. I'll put it in a basket, and whoever is picked out can win chance of that. I'm yeah, that's nice. People can win like DoTerra. I have DoTerra oils. They can win as well. So come here tomorrow night, Annabelle's. Um, she's going to talk about everything art. I want everyone to tap into their hidden artists. I really believe that there's a hidden artist and people that don't even know and discover so Anna's going to teach you how to do she's that. really really talented I had her on the podcast she's brilliant you'll have a great and you're friends of course so you'll be very friends show tomorrow we'll be still going at half two in the morning chatting away with yeah. wine hello wine we have a friend there 100% yeah it's Friday it'll be Friday night but anyway thanks a minute go on I have to go for tea good luck guys bye bye thanks Neil. bye 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 we're going to stay there Say there, you're there. I've I've cut it off, but we're we're no longer linked. But we can still. Are you here? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm only joking. <laughs> I know, I know. It was such more relaxed. I, the thing is, I know you. Cause that man, last Russ. I didn't know. I don't know him. I I talked to him a couple of times. I didn't know him. It's, it's amazing the difference and yeah. when I know the person. If I was interviewing him now, you couldn't do it, but I would have said to him, listen, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
talk to people, not down to them. That's what it sounded like. He was very knowledgeable. He knew everything, but he was just like, that's like me saying, so depression, Emer, let me tell you, this is the only way it is. And, and yeah. Do you find that? That's interesting now, because he's like, yeah, he knows how to connect to people, but I think that you Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockworkjunkie. Thank you.